0: Welcome, everyone, to The Daily Covfefe. Today is Tuesday, July 2nd, and I'm joined, as always, by a curmudgeon Carrie Smith.
1: (laughs) Good morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Carter. Um, Carter was a total jerk this morning. (laughs) And then he said, said, Carrie, this is why people don't want to work with women.
0: (laughs) I did say that. Yes, I did say that. I said one thing, and there was a lot of upset about it. And I've truthfully said, this is, this is why. You're not
1: wrong, though. You're uh, not wrong. I know.
0: I'm not allowed to say it, but I'm not wrong. Uh, but I love working with you, Carrie, even if you're crazy.
1: <laughs>
0: no, that doesn't prove your point. Uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, Carrie, did you know... Today is, we, we could call it, today's like the actual Independence Day. July 2nd is the day that the Continental Congress actually passed the resolution, uh, the Declaration of Independence as a resolution. Now, they didn't, uh, even at the beginning of the country, there was a thing called bureaucracy. So it took two days to file the formal paperwork. <laughs> so that became July 4th. <laughs> so bureaucracy is just part of our system. It's just...
1: It's baked in
0: who we are. That's right. There's two days of fiddling, but um, yeah. And, um, and it wasn't signed, I think until sometime in August, but happy, happy.
1: I did not know that. That's an interesting bit
0: of me. Yeah. Also, by the way, we should thank people for subscribing and sharing. I think Carrie, I think we're one person away from 800 on YouTube. So. That's awesome.
1: Thank you guys so much. Yeah. It's, We're going to do a big party when we hit 1,000.
0: Yeah, we're going to do a demonetization party as soon as we hit 1,000. It'll be fun. YouTube's already sending me notices that, like, the monetization information for this video is unavailable. Well, since there is none, I think they're just setting up the framework (laughs) so that as soon as we can monetize, they can demonetize us. So that'll be fun. Uh, Also, you can go to Subscribestar. You can support us on Subscribestar. Thank you. Shout out to everyone who does. Um, Oh, and I saw...
1: Somebody said said that uh, on YouTube that they're not getting their notifications anymore about our videos.
0: Yeah, I saw that. I don't... I mean, that's fighting a battle that we can't win. So, sorry. Hit the button again. YouTube's probably going to play games. And, I mean, it could just be flaky tech. I don't know. Um, Yeah, and you can go to unsafespace.com just in case we ever... I mean, I know it's hard to believe that we would be kicked off of any platforms, but just in case, the outside chance, uh, you might want to sign up at Unsafe Space so we can let you know where we go. Um, Carrie, I guess there's a bunch to talk about. There's a few little things to talk about today. Did you know that uh, the White House is having a social media summit on July 11th?
1: No, I did not know that.
0: Yeah, they're going to talk about social media, and my friend who's been on the show, Um, Katrina, she just telegrammed me this morning saying, uh, give out this phone number. I'm going to give out the phone number. It's 202-456-1111. You can call the white house, tell them to invite Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos, maybe Laura Loomer of your, your other favorite (laughs) unpersons. uh, tell them to invite those people to the social media summit. I mean, honestly, I don't think what's a social media summit without Milo. I don't know. I don't know what it is.
1: That's a funny campaign. <laughs> invite Milo.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Invite Milo. They're so. never
1: gonna do that. No, but try. Try. Why not?
0: They should totally invite Milo.
1: They should, but
0: they're someone needs to represent the gay Catholic
1: <laughs> contingent. Yep.
0: So it can be it can be Milo. So Carrie, um, I don't know, there's a few things we could talk about. One that is Interesting to me, disturbing. I mean, it's all disturbing. Is did you see this Nike thing? No, this, so Nike made these sneakers, they made these sneakers that are uh Betsy Ross 13 star flag sneakers. We'll show, I'll show a picture here, and of course, everyone's favorite sports icon. Colin Kaepernick (laughs) ruined that, so they they are now not going to release. So here's the picture of their sneakers. You can see on the back, there's a little American flag with the circle of thirteen stars representing the original thirteen colonies, and of course Colin Kaepernick complained because you know what (laughs) for football. He he complained that it's an offensive symbol because of its connection to an era of slavery. That
1: but he doesn't care how the sneakers are made.
0: No, no connection to actual child slaves is irrelevant. Only connection to an era of slavery. So (laughs) I, what I love about this is I, I really love this. This argument is awesome. It's connected to an, it's connection to an era of slavery. So basically until, 150 years ago, and if we go outside the U.S., maybe 200 years ago, depending on what, who when people ended slavery. Although there are actually still open air slave trades happening in Libya, thanks to Hillary Clinton. But uh, slavery has been a facet, a shameful facet of humankind, but a facet of humankind nonetheless. For um, ever <laughs> since we evolved. It's only very recent that anyone said, hey, 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 maybe, maybe we have, uh, we have the right to not be enslaved by other people. So I think that this argument means all of history is offensive to Colin Kaepernick. Uh,
1: Well, he's also, he's, I mean, he's an SJW, so he's going to complain about, can you imagine, I bet they are really regretting working with him because Working with him is like working with a woman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. Come on. Hey! Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I don't know, but he, he, he's a polarizing figure and gets a lot of press, so it might actually be good for Nike. Because um, they've done, you know, he's been on billboards and playing up the SJW thing. A lot of companies like to virtue signal anyway. Right. I, I mean, even Nike... <laughs> didn't realize that the 13 star flag was racist, but Colin figured it out for him that uh, genius Colin Kaepernick figured well, out.
1: And nobody would have been talking about that, that shoe anyway, if, if he hadn't. Complained. It's a
0: dumb looking shoe, but I don't, I'm not into sneakers anyway. So I don't know. I know a lot of people really love different sneakers and Mikey has a whole bunch of stuff with their I don't know. <laughs> Lots of different sneakers. Good for you with your sneakers, but, uh, the 13 star flag, I don't, you know, and he didn't really give an explanation. He didn't comment on it afterwards. There's an article in Breitbart about it. You can read. He didn't comment on it afterwards. He didn't try and explain. He just, it's, it's a connection. This isn't a tweet storm. It's a connection to an era of slavery. Um, and I I literally, I don't know what's not a connection to an era of slavery. Anything, only things invented post civil war. I mean, it's, it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. Yeah. Shoes are a connection to an era of slavery, douchebag. <laughs> like, that, shoes. Yeah. <sighs> there's slavery. The Bible talks about slavery. There's slavery. Uh, yeah, I could go on. So that, that's just a bothersome thing to me, Carrie. I don't know there's, what else to say about that.
1: <clears throat> what else is on your mind?
0: The other thing I wanted to mention was this thing that's been going around Twitter, Shannon Watts. So Shannon Watts is, we'll just, this is, she's the founder of mom's demand. So she's going after, she's like trying to get rid of guns. Basically. She's one of these, I think she even admits she's basically a, a board housewife who decided to go after, uh, um, who decided to go after guns because it's virtue signaling is fun when the laundry's done. But she tweeted out this, which got a lot of attention. All white Americans have racist bones in their bodies. It is part of our DNA as a nation. We may wish we didn't. We may be working to correct it. But instead of denying it, let's admit it and talk about it. Much of what we do is impacted by it. We need to stop using this saying. The saying she's referring to is Max Boot, who's like a neocon, never-Trumper, was defending someone. He said this person doesn't have a bigoted bone in his body. And she's saying we have to stop using that phrase. All white Americans have racist bones in their bodies.
1: This is something they teach. Now
0: for a fee, she will extract them.
1: Yeah, she will extract them. Um, (laughs) I've, I've actually, this is very common in SJW circles. This idea that all white people are inherently racist and I think I, I saw something you said about this and you're right. It's a, it's like a religious belief and and you have to confess it. Like it's your sin, your, the sin that you're born with your original sin is that yeah. you're white, you're racist.
0: So I wanted to say my original response to her, I wanted to say, actually, that's not how DNA works, but maybe it is. So I, that's, there's two possibilities. Either. There are genetic predispositions for in-group preferences, thereby making every race racist. If you have, if, if races have evolved in-group preferences, then it would be ridiculous to think it was just one race. There'd be no evidence for it. So if it is part of our DNA, then actually this is a profound statement. It means every racial group has in-group preferences, which needs to be addressed and overcome as biologically. There's in-group preferences. That's possible because there are in group preferences with other species. So that's possible. I don't think that's what she means. Or this is just a metaphor and it's targeted at only white Americans. And she just wants to tell us all we have original sin. It's I think that it's one. the ladder. I don't think she's a geneticist.
1: Yeah, it's the latter. She's not talking about in group preferences. They, I know. They, they believe, yeah. My old uh, client, W. Kamel Bell, um, who's black, he's got, he's a, uh, his comedian, his wife is white. And I remember there was a news article that came out about her, uh, get, I don't know. There was some show that happened where she got up and basically did a little speech with him about how exactly what this person is saying about how she's white and she's racist. And it was like, the headline was like, I'm white and I'm a racist. It's like, Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> it's quite an admission.
1: And we all are Nah, back up. <laughs>
0: Speak for yourself, sweetheart.
1: Speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I could not elect you.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I think it's, it's also worth noting. I, look, I, sometimes I want to get really philosophical about stuff and like, look, there's a, there's, there's a reason behind this. They want to destroy Western civilization and blah, blah, blah. And I think that's all true. And we, I, I can go down that road of they want to destroy Western civilization and so they have to attack whites who – uh, are the main majority of, of people in Western civilization. But there's also just a very obvious thing here. This is This is extortion because they want your money and your jobs and your political – if there's political power, they want stuff. And the way to get stuff is to say you are an original sinner and – you know, the the social justice warriors are Jesus. And to get to heaven, you need to go through Jesus. To get to heaven, to get absolved of your inherent white sin, your white guilt, your white racism that's just naturally a part of you because you're white, you have to go through the cleansing fire of social justice and give up your worldly possessions to the church of social justice, give up your power to the church of social justice, give up your identity to the church of social justice, kowtow, get on your fucking knees and worship the social justice warriors and the social justice ideology. And then, then, then you will be allowed as only as a member of the congregation, uh, to hang out and not constantly, be told that you're racist. Although you do have to do what she's doing, which is, this is a white woman, you have to run around and tell other white people that they're racist.
1: You, you do it. Gotta, you, you gotta that's accept. what you do as, it's, it's called being an ally. Right. Um, and, it, and it is, it is. here's one difference between this and the concept of original sin. So the concept of original sin, it's like everyone is born a sinner. Um, we're, we've all, you know, we live in a fallen world. In social justice religion, Only certain people, you're born with varying degrees of privilege. So not everyone is a sinner. (laughs) Right, no,
0: only white people have original sin. I get it.
1: White people and men are even worse sinners. Right, and white Americans. White
0: white Americans. So maybe if you're white and you're from somewhere else, you have less of your original sin. It's a slightly more complex concept than the Christian idea of original sin. (laughs) It's not just blanket and universally applied to everyone who's human. Uh, This is nuanced and it's nuanced for a reason. It's nuanced because they want money and power and, and they want your subservience. This is about, you know, this is about ruling other people, right? There's, there are people. So a lot of us, a lot of normal people walk around in our lives and we don't want power over other people and we don't want other people to have power over us. We're fine with just like not a power dynamic. But social justice warriors, they see everything in power dynamics. They want power dynamics everywhere, and they want to be on top. So they, they need to suck you into the power dynamic mentality and tell you to accept being the sub. That's what they want. And Shannon Watts, you are an excellent sub. Good job. Okay, what can else do you say, Carrie? Anything else you want to talk about on this?
1: Well... Uh, you're, you're still on screen share, by the way. I don't know if you know that, but.
0: Oh, I didn't. And I, I looked so awesome <laughs> saying all of those things.
1: I'm sorry.
0: It's okay. Um, no one actually wants to see my face. I, I've accepted I it a long time ago.
1: They want to see more doggies. Um, <laughs> they want
0: to see more doggies.
1: Well, I don't, this is for another day. Cause I want to do a whole piece on her now, but, uh, Roxanne Gay told me to go, f myself yesterday
0: who is that
1: she is a um now these are her identities i'm using her words it's not that i'm trying to be mean to her she's a fat black queer poly i don't know like she's got a whole laundry list of marginalized identities (laughs) She's a professional sjw she's a writer um her stuff has appeared in i believe the new york times like she's been she's a she's one of these uh, high priestesses of the movement.
0: She, Why did she tell you to? Fuck she yourself? also
1: she's one of the people who tried to get back when uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, who mentioned earlier, had a book at Simon and Schuster. She had a book coming out there, and she went and led this whole campaign online of like, "I'm going to pull my book away unless you take his unless you take his book deal from him." And um, she's just a she's just a professional be bully. And if you look at her feed, it's just that same old victim stuff. I mean, she's someone who would believe in what this woman is saying oh white people are racist um but uh why did she tell me oh I was pointing out because on medium I'm so sick every time I log into medium my front page remember the time we did the video where we just read that uh that piece from I think it was a Jessica Valenti piece yes or Sadie Doyle piece and we we just made fun of it that's yep. the front page of my medium every day it's like the most SJW pieces ever and I never read that stuff I know I we get we get content for shows and stuff, but on medium I'm like looking for interesting writing. I have to go digging for it all the time. So I was like, what? Of course they have an SJW bias. Like, come on. We, I know they have editors just like YouTube. They have tastemakers who push some content to the top. So, uh, I opened up my medium yesterday and the front page was like five different authors. And I'm like, okay, I don't know two of these, but the other three are known SJWs. It's like Roxanne Gay, Jessica Valenti, and, uh, Sadie Doyle. And they're always at the front. And I, so I screenshotted it, and I was kind of just doing a bit of trolling for media, at Medium. Like, hey, Medium, what's up with this? Why is it always SJW's Medium? And um, I didn't expect her to write back, but she, she retweeted it. And then basically it got into this thing where her followers came over and were talking to me. And so, yeah, I spent too much time arguing with them. But by the Dude, time what? she told me, I spent too much time arguing with her followers. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know who can go F themselves? You can. Right <laughs> <earth>. <laughs> you can. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. It did lead to some interesting... I, it made me think about something for a while, which is... Uh, so, so I... You and I argue about this a lot. I don't believe these people are evil. I believe their belief system is evil. And... I believe some of them, not people like Roxanne Gay, because she's a professional SGW. She makes money off of this. She's a snake oil salesman. Like, that's not that's not a person with good intent. But there are people who believe her, who believe this stuff that they're being sold, who I, I believe can be reached. So one of the people who follows me or whatever, he he was like, I don't know, your he said your essays are a lot more thoughtful and nuanced than your tweets are. I'm like, I get that. But yeah, they're essays and Twitter's different. And Twitter you have it is more aggressive. I have to be more aggressive, but I but I still think do you think that the way that I write is never would never be effective in convincing an like an SJW to come on over?
0: I don't know. I'm my you have a totally different goal. I don't care about convincing SJWs. I, I care about convincing normal people of the existence of SJWs and the danger that they propose that they pose so I'm not really there's plenty of normal people out there who aren't SJWs and we outnumber SJWs largely I'm trying to get regular people to act I'm not trying to pull SJWs out like maybe that could happen but that's not a great use of my time and energy because it's a lot harder it depends on personal relationships your entire transition was a very personal thing it wasn't that someone tweeted at you so You know, I think, you know, if we want to fight the culture war, the allies that we are, are much <laughs> lower hanging fruit are regular people with jobs and kids and who care about their lives and who go about their business doing things and are wondering what the fuck is going on with the world and saying like, hey, this is what the fuck is going on with the world. These people are insane. Carrie doesn't call them evil. I do. She calls some of them evil. That's fine. That's all a nuance. The point is the ideology is evil. The ideology is is what's taking over and this is how you recognize it. This is how you fight it. Don't get caught up in it. Don't let them indoctrinate your children. That's all much more effective than maybe pulling one out. Yeah. In my opinion. But I do like when you get piled on by SJWs who, I did get piled on an SJW. What?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, that guy, who told me that I was not, what did he say?
0: Uh, no no one who does social justice work calls themselves an sjw
1: (laughs) like yeah i haven't done social justice work in three years like i primarily do i'm a social justice warrior warrior now
0: (laughs) right but you didn't call yourself an sjw then
1: um no i did well i think i might have at one point because it was
0: actually yeah it was okay a while ago when
1: it started it was sjw's coined that term yeah, like We we coined it. And then when people started being critical of SJW ideology, then it became like, oh, that's a pejorative. And that was my point with one person I was arguing with. It's like, give me a term for this ideology that's not a pejorative. You're always going to call it a pejorative because what I'm saying about it is that it's evil. It's not what the term is. It doesn't matter what, ter- what I term it.
0: Right. They don't want to be identified as anything but reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> so...
1: Anyway, but that, that guy gave me one of the best lines. He said, uh, As a person of many marginalized identities. <laughs> <clears throat> I love
0: that. Well, I identify as a person with many marginalized identities. <laughs> so, yeah. What I say is what I say controls. There you go. On that note, Carrie, maybe we should say goodbye to everyone let them uh, go about their day.
1: Anything yep. else? Have a happy actual 4th of 2nd July.
0: (laughs) I don't know what that means.
1: You said today's the 4th of July.
0: I know, but what's the 4th of 2nd July? I
1: don't know. The 2nd of the 4th of July. Whatever.
0: Okay. Have a good Tuesday.
1: (laughs) Bye, guys.